Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw. Okay, okay. One second. Okay, now I can hear you. Now I can hear you. Hello? Okay, cool. Oh, good. Hi. Um, what I, I realized, though, is that uh, it's not... This is a podcast, not an interview. Because uh, is it okay if I don't play loud music, but if I puddle around my house making dinner for the kids? Sure, that's fine. Totally great. Okay, so, first of all, nice to meet you, and thank yeah. you for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure. Hong Kong? I am in Hong Kong, and you're in Vancouver. I'm in Vancouver. Yeah. The reason uh, we connected was because uh, this podcast has been going on for a little bit, and our mutual friend Abigail, or Abby, said, uh -huh. oh, you should talk to Adad. Um, how do you say your own name? Oh, uh, it's difficult. The Hebrew name, but I say uh, I say Adad, but I think it's more Adad or Adad. Oh, so you put the stress on the first A. But I know I, I always say there's no stress. Okay. Uh, and you have, do you have children? Uh, yes, I have two children. You have two children. So, you, so you're a dad to two. Huh, bad joke. I'm really I'm sorry. I'm a dad to two, yes. Shit. That's right. That's a dad joke told to a dad. Who's I, a dad? But I, oh, dude, like I, the thing is, people make ran jokes all the time. Or ran jokes all the time. And it's just like, oh, jeez. Like, uh, and I ran. I just, uh, I just did it. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why we connected was because, well, first of all, Abby thought that your project is really interesting and she thought I should I should talk to you about it. So let's ah, okay, cool. let's dive into the photographs first and then cool. then you can talk about that. And then after that we'll we'll talk about whatever we talk about. Okay. Okay, so the first image I have is called Social Distancing Video Portrait fifty five. Babies okay. don't do still edition. Ah okay. Okay. So why don't you talk about this this project sure um so the first of all they're they're videos so none of them are photographs they're all um long uh not long they're all short videos the 30 second videos um so they're videos of people standing still and trying to stay as still as they can for 30 seconds um so it looks like a photograph but they're actually videos why did you start it yeah so I guess in March, on March 5th to 10th, I went to, I uh, left Vancouver for New York and Ottawa for five days. It was a quick trip. Um, and uh, Vancouver had kind of been, I mean, I don't actually know the dates or what, but I feel like Vancouver was kind of ahead of the curve. We have a, a big connection here to Asia. And I think because of that, um, people here were kind of aware of aware of what was going on in China before maybe the rest of the world, or I don't, I don't really know if that, if that's true, but that's what it felt like. Like the, uh, there's a Chinese mall near my house and we were going to eat there and it was kind of, you know, not so busy and city councilors were saying to, you know, support those businesses. And so there's kind of some awareness of it, I think here a little earlier. And then when I went to New York and Ottawa, people were kind of not, you know, I, I was all bumping elbows and hand sanitizing. And everybody looked at me like like I was, you know, behaving strangely. And then kind of right after I got home, because I went to a basketball game in New York on, I guess, March 8th or something. And as soon as I got home, it was kind of lockdown time. 
And so I think the lockdown here maybe started on the 12th. I guess that shows you how little patience I have because on the 14th, I was feeling like I'd been locked in forever and I had to get out and do something. What that meant for me at that moment was taking my camera with a long lens and uh, walking uh, walking towards, there's a big mall near my house, so walking kind of towards the mall where people might be shopping or something and uh, and just kind of, uh, yeah, see, see what happens. So I took my camera and headed out and uh, asked some people if I could take their portrait and then uh, a bunch of people said no and then finally somebody said yes uh, and I took the first portrait. And then I did a little interview, uh, which I guess in most of my projects, I have models that I, you know, uh, might have, um, you know, that might take part in the production of the project. But for this, uh, for this one, there was very, there were very quick encounters. But uh, for some reason, I thought to ask the people, you know, a couple questions. And then I transcribed the, their answers and included some of their text. Yeah, so they, they end up being sort of uh, little quick portraits of people. Uh, with a little bit of their, a little bit of a story about them. Right. Okay. So for the first image, what it is is, are you standing outside of the house, or you're, or are you inside their apartment? Which one? The one. Well, is I'm called... not inside. I'm not inside anybody. Okay. Apartment. Okay. So basically, this one is called Social Distancing Video Portrait 55. Babies don't do still or stills edition. And what it is is, uh, it's a couple holding a child. Yeah. And they're inside the house. So. Oh. So... Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm outside their house with a long lens. I can't be closer. I can't actually be closer than about five meters or so because my lens is so uh, long that I would only get a picture of like their face. Right. So to get to get a picture of their whole body, I have to be more like, I think maybe 20, 25 feet away, something like that. Sure, sure. And, five, and five to 10 meters. Yeah, so in this image, in this particular image, what it is is... Uh, it's basically the the couple is together. Yeah, I know. I know the one you mean now. So so they leave their front door open, and I am maybe five feet out front of their front door, shooting through their house. Right. It is, so the the guy is in his white uh, shirt, like button, I guess like a t-shirt. Uh, he and he's holding on to his wife, who's holding on to their child, the you know, probably like a toddler, maybe two years old or so. Uh, they're in their apartment. There's like there's I guess a uh, kind of a love seat or something between them standing back and you shooting, I guess, through the front door. And uh, the, the light's quite bright, so it's, uh, you know, natural light. And uh, um, it's very, it's, 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 it's funny because the image itself looks quite intimate in that we're clearly peering into their, into their lives, into their, into their yeah. home. Which is, sort of, which is sort of what's going on for all of us, right? Because we are, you know, we're, we're social distancing, but we're also kind of peering into each other's lives. It's a very, it's a very unique and strange time to be in. It's yeah, for sure. In the image that I'm putting on the website, I mean, this is a video, yeah. so I'm going to have a link to each video clip. But what I did oh, was okay. I did a screenshot so that it shows that there's a video player, right? So there's like the control and the time and everything, so people understand. Okay, this is like a, and if anything, it's like a screenshot of a of a video, and then you're saying you composed. Um, some some music yeah i did, i didn't compose it my uh, my friend bridget did in new york and so from from going through your site like how many portrait how many images do you have in this series so far yeah well tomorrow i will post my 100th one wow respect yeah, yeah it's been wow. crazy well and and, and 
do people first say, okay, what are you doing? Who are you? Uh, what, what are you how are you going to use this? Or are most people kind of like bored and going, hey, you know what? Sure, let's do it. There's a bit of both, but for sure they want to know what I'm doing. Are they mostly yeah. friends or are they strangers? No, no, they're mostly strangers. Oh wow! I've had I've had a few I've had a few you know friends reach out to me and want to be part of the project, or I'll run into somebody I know. But the vast majority of them are strangers. Okay, okay. So I so I I, I basically you know if I'm out and I see somebody, I'll shout to them from across the street and say, "Hey, would you mind posing for me for a portrait?" And then often they say no, and if they say yes, I run and grab my camera and. Uh, do a portrait. Also, if I'm if I'm doing a portrait, I found if I'm doing a portrait, if I'm making one, like in the process of making one, and somebody else comes along, they're much more likely to say yes. If sure. They see that I'm doing somebody else's. Sure. I guess that's human nature. So the next image will be uh, going down to uh, social distancing video portrait forty seven, watching someone else on a trampoline edition. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. In this image, there's a girl it's sitting... It's funny because now, now it's not that long ago, but it seems like a million years ago. Yeah. <laughs> this girl is sitting, I guess, on a trampoline, and she's got yep. a... She's wearing like a black hoodie. Her arms are up. Yep. Like, I don't know. It's a weird gesture, kind of waving, kind of something. She's got this this cream and brown blanket on top of her legs, and the... The expression is very neutral, is very open, is very you know, welcoming. I'm guessing to this guy again. You must have been a good, you know, five meters away or twenty feet away, making this, like shooting a video. Yeah. Do you feel people are less uh, uptight about the about the fact that it's video versus a still image, or? Oh, um, no. But you have to like um, when when somebody aims a camera at you you do a quick performance of like, this is my persona for photographs. Sure. Everybody does it. Um, but when it's a video, it kind of extends that moment and you're not able to kind of hold, hold your usual uh, performance for photography the same way you would hold it for a photograph. Interesting, yeah. Uh, and so then, then there's a period where you're looking at somebody just, you know, I like to say, looking at a human being being human. And so you, I think, you know, there's that moment where you're just, yeah, you're just right, looking at Right, right. Yeah, that's, that is actually quite interesting. And then uh, the next, the third image, uh, which I, I'm going to, what we can talk about. This one's, I, I, I picked it also to be a bit cheeky, I guess, because it's a uh, social distancing video portrait 36, the other steelworker on the bench edition. So it's a guy with a, with a can of beer between his feet. His jeans are dirty, kind of torn. Like giving, giving you the, the finger, finger. You know, flipping the bird. Uh, he's sitting there yeah. smoking. You know, he's clearly coming off a shift of work. He's probably working hard. Yeah. So, so yeah. describe that encounter. Well, I love that one because he was he was very friendly. So all I can imagine, which is kind of a, I kind of like it in some way, is that like giving the finger is that guy's default for when you take mm-hmm. the picture. Like there was nothing, there was nothing aggressive mm-hmm. about him, even though giving someone the finger is super yeah. aggressive. So it was like, yeah, he was very sweet and uh, uh, friendly and jovial. And then it was just like, I think, I think he just had a kind of a, like that's his thing that he does when someone aims a camera at him and he gives him the yeah. finger. Um, so it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. It was a great moment. Well, yeah, I, well that's why I included it. Cause I was just like, that's awesome. That's so good. <laughs> now. Okay. So yeah, it's funny. Cause there was no, there, at first I saw it and I was like, 
I sort of questioned like, oh, is he giving me the finger? Because it, right. it didn't make any sense. Right. You know? And then I thought, then I thought, oh, maybe he, like, I think that's uh, kind of a thing sometimes, yeah. right? Like you see somebody sometimes like, like kind of teenagers on the internet. Kind of yeah, doing, it's playful. Just giving the finger to the camera. For sure. It's like, yeah. So that yeah, it was just that, but it it, it was fun. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. So okay, so so let's put this in the larger context. Okay, so right now you yep. are a practicing artist. Uh, you you know your your website, which will be in in the description, sh- it showcases a lot of your work. Uh, I looked at your your sort of your about your resume. You've done a lot of shows. Uh, it's very impressive. You know your your. <laughs> let's zoom back even before that. So how did you meet Abby? How did you know? How do you know Abigail? Oh, I meet Abby. Whoa, no, we're going way back track. Um, we went to high school together. Okay, and this was in Vancouver. Yeah, in Vancouver. So I guess for some reason I want to say grade. I think maybe I was in grade ten, and maybe she was in grade eight or nine. Something like that. I think I'm older than she is. Okay, by one or two years. Right. How did you land? As how did you develop into a practicing artist? Um. Yeah. I never quit making art. I guess I, it's funny because in, in high school, we didn't actually have, we went to, uh, Abby and I went to a small like alternative high school. I'm sure you've heard about it from her. And uh, we didn't actually, it's funny because you're kind of encouraged to be more artistic in a way, but we also didn't have an art program. So we had to go do art at the high school up the, up the hill. Oh. But the, uh, there was an art teacher there who, uh, sorry, I'm just washing some vegetables here. There was an art teacher there who, uh, I guess, maybe saw some potential in me. And it's kind of a common story I've noticed among other artists. Uh, I think that's true for actually for all professions now that I think about it. But it's kind of like, you know, a mentor or somebody that sees something in you and then enables you to see it in yourself. But what she did, which uh, is, is common from having talked to other artists, is she opened the cupboard full of art supplies and said, you know, take some, take some stuff home over the summer. Because, you know, obviously art supplies are in uh, short supply, mm-hmm. but also I think teachers are used to nobody really appreciating it. And when they see somebody who seems into it, they kind of uh, let them, let them take <laughs> supplies home. So, so sorry. Sorry, it's a surprisingly common story. No, I'm, the reason I'm listening, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I'm laughing because you're, you're talking and I, I can't see what's happening on your side. I can only hear yep. what's happening on your side, oh, okay. and it's and it's it, you know for all I know is that you're you're uh, you're, you're butchering you're butchering a trout in the, by a stream because I can hear the water. And all this. <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> no, fine. It's fine. It's great. Have you done? Yeah, I'm giving a, you the a, long version, but I guess podcasts podcasts are all about the long version, right? I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we're just we're just <laughs> we're just going to talk. Uh, so then, so then, uh, yeah, then I um, and then I went to art school at Emily Carr. Okay. And then I did some kind of writing for uh, some kind of art publications. Uh, and then I became a curator for a while and curated some shows for a gallery. Uh, sorry about this water. And then I decided I better go get my master's. And then I didn't get into my master's program or one of the ones. And then uh, I got married. And then my wife wanted to move to Montreal. I thought, what am I going to do in Montreal? So I applied for my master's at Concordia. And got in there, uh, and then I did my master's and my PhD at Concordia. Oh wow! Respect, hey, um, alumni, then, alumni, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Some point, yeah, at some point along that path, I started to make more of my income from art, uh, and that's how I became a 
professional artist. Wow. So before you did this, okay, so this particular social distancing video portrait series, yeah. you resulted from, from, you know, your, basically your life, and this is what the world is, is like now. How did this interrupt what you were doing beforehand? Because in a way, this interrupted everybody. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, but honestly, it didn't interrupt me that much. Sort of in between a couple of things. One of the things I was doing was a painting show. Find my hand is I'm cooking pork. <laughs> Don't tell Rand. Hey, listen, man. Listen, uh, just to be clear, okay, I am the the. <laughs> like, okay, I was born. Okay, I was born in Israel, born in Jerusalem. My parents left when I was when I was okay. uh, six months or when I was less than a year old. So they moved to, to Montreal when I was when I was you know a baby. And oh, mine too. Mine left when I was one. Right. And when I grew up... When how, I, how old are you? I'm... Uh, I was born in 72. So, 1972. I don't know. I don't oh, know I was born in 71. My parents... My parents My parents left when there was a war. Probably the same as yours. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, a very common common story, I think. <laughs> maybe, I think our, that, maybe our parents were friends. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. I'll, I'll ask my parents. I'll ask my folks. But I often say... I often say that the most Jewish thing to do is to be an atheist. So, so, yeah, like, I don't, it's not that I don't believe in God, it's I believe in not believing in God. I've spoken to a couple of other photographers, uh, practicing artists, uh-huh. you know, art directors, and all this stuff. How do you feel that, that your practice and your art and your, your sharing of art has, has changed? Yeah, not so much, actually. I started, I started with video and then switched and then not switch and then it grew to include video and digital photography Mm -hmm. so the only time i the only time i shot real film was uh some medium format stuff to just get higher resolution right right and and so in terms of your own practice how how much do you how much does does social media and and just like media in general uh, feed into how you you circulate and and get your art your art into the world? So how does social media? Well, I'm, I'm used to making I'm used to making work, and then when I'm good and ready, I can release it. Right. Where where this this is kind of like putting all your pictures up one by one to the public before they you know, I've had a chance to sort through them. Right. Got it. You have somebody representing you in, in Montreal and somebody in New York? Uh, in Montreal and Vancouver. For somebody who has never done this, who has never lived in your shoes, what is that like? It's great. I have, uh, you know, the it's having galleries mean you have someone to bounce your ideas off of. Uh, you have somebody to sell your work to art collectors and museums. Where has your work been shown to be like either oh, either uh, my work has been shown not to toot my own horn but it's been shown around the world um, in uh, museums and galleries and biennials before before this COVID thing I was traveling probably I don't know a third of the time oh wow um, so in in September I had an art opening in uh, Montreal and then the next weekend in Switzerland and then something in Toronto. Um, I was in Brazil recently, so oh, wow. all over the place. But but uh, um, this you know with COVID, I haven't been going anywhere. No, of course, of course. But it's been, you know, honestly, it's been nice to kind of have. Oh, it's seven o'clock here now. People are banging pots and pans. You know what I do at seven o'clock here? 
What? Because my wife and kids think it's funny. I do a grito. Do you know what a grito is? No. Cover your cover your ears. Okay. <laughs> Come on, kids, you're not gonna scream or shout or bang pots or anything. <laughs> My wife's a nurse, so we like to She's a nurse. Get, get out and support. Yep. I think I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> Do it again. Oh, I love have, it. Uh, it's, uh, I learned I learned gritos from from uh, from Mexico. Okay. In Mexico, they do a lot of gritos. But I didn't know the name of it. I, I knew I knew the sound. I knew that sound from being in Mexico. But then I had a project in uh, San Antonio, Texas, at the San Antonio Museum of Art, and I was driving around one day. And on the radio station, they had like a call in. They said, call in with your best grito to win, you know, $100 or whatever. And uh, so then I, ever since then, I've known the name of that sound. But I guess it's not a particular sound. People have their own gritos. Oh, really? So it's just. Like it could it, be the, yeah. It could be like your dad has a grito. It's like a celebratory cry scream. Oh, how do you spell that? Uh, G-R-E-E-T-O. Okay. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. I don't know. That might count as gross cultural appropriation, but I think not. If I was, if I was to come into your house... Um, yeah. Well, what... first of all, I wouldn't let you because of COVID. Oh, that's not very nice. I'll wear a mask. You know, okay, so you know, right. okay, by the way, Hong Kong is two, about two months ahead of where you guys right. are, right? So if I were to come into your house, wear it with a mask and all that stuff, what what anchors would I see that would tell me, okay, this is a, a place where a photographer, an artist, a creative person is, is, is their home? Uh, it's a mess. I guess it's visually full. It's not, you know, sometimes you see like, uh, that's, maybe that's a Jewish trait. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes, sometimes you see people with nothing on their walls and I always think that's bizarre. Right. You know, you look up into someone's apartment from the street and you just see the white walls. Yeah. And you think, what is wrong with this person? So, so you have your art or other people's art? No, I have a few things of mine, but the only things of mine that are up are really old things, but it's more like. I don't know, a souvenir, but you know what I mean? Like, sure. Like something that's 20 years old or something. Right, right, right. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, other people's art. Okay, got it. In the room I'm in right now, I'm surrounded by, by mechanical tools, tripods, I've got the cameras, and I've got the sound equipment. Oh, yeah, I have, I have all that stuff. But I'm, I'm not very um, – you have lots of uh, photographers that, that are really uh, you know, into their gear, have a lot of gear, know a lot about it. I probably have a lot of gear at my studio downtown, but I don't, I'm not a super technical photographer. I don't know my gear very well. Mm. I only, I only really end up shooting for this project. I've, uh, I've been shooting quite a lot, mm -hmm. but in general, but for this project, I, I, um, I have been, but generally I don't. So right. I will, I will, you know, go to a project in, uh, Africa, I did a project in Senegal. 
So I went there for five weeks and then wow. I used my camera for a week. But then um, I may uh, I may not have shot anything else with that camera for another six months. Okay. That's wow. just kind of the way the way it goes. So I don't. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm not very technical or crazy about the gear. Mm-hmm. Listen, Adad, thank you very much. Or no, sorry, Adad. Okay, thank you. How, how do you say your name? How do you say no, your name? I liked it better the first time. In Hebrew, you put the stress on the on the second day. What can I say? You know, it is like a brother to me. My my mom told me. My mom told me there's no stress on it. There is no stress. Gratitude and a sense of humor go a long way. Catch you next time.